Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Post-Acute Advisor podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, and please be sure to check out our website, postacuteadvisor.blr.com, for all of your post-acute care news and information, including future podcasts. My name is Sarah Bostrom-Shock, and I'm a content specialist for HC Pro and Decision Health. With us today is Rita Underwood. Rita is the Medicare Specialist and President of CLTC, a national long-term care consulting firm based in Kentucky. CLTC's experienced professionals have provided clinical consulting, regulatory compliance correction, and training for hospital, nursing facilities, and senior housing providers in 46 states. Rita's experience includes management and director positions with nursing facilities and healthcare companies. She has also provided corporate-wide MDS support services, numerous mock surveys, regulatory compliance correction, educational programs, clinical documentation, quality assurance programming, and quality of life and therapeutic programming. Visit CLTC at www.cltcinc.com. Welcome, Rita. SNFs have spent the last year focused on the ongoing pandemic, and many normal operations, including survey preparedness, have been moved to the I wanted to take a bit today to talk about surveys and what SNFs should be doing to prepare. So what, if, if any, uh, changes can SNFs expect to see in the survey process post-pandemic? Well, I think the most important thing uh, that they're going to see is a complete um, intensive review uh, that encompasses not only the resident care area and the probes that go with them, but as well ongoing focus related to infection control and staffing within the buildings. Uh, nationally, there has been a lot of chatter uh, related to the inadequacies of staffing throughout our industry. Uh, including some states most recently uh, in, in, uh, looking at implementing alternatives to nursing assistants that are certified uh, in the opportunities to staff buildings um, a little bit more uh, robustly without having a certified nurse aide. Uh, we also are looking at many uh, states that use the medication uh, tech type of positions where you're not a nurse, but you're working underneath the guidance of a nurse and trained in, in administration of medications. Um, so I think the staffing focus will be magnified greatly and you should be prepared for that. Uh, some of the most important things to understand when it relates to staffing and survey is to make sure that your actual work staff schedule is available, up-to-date, accurate, uh, and that's going to be a big plus. Um, there's also a certain amount of investigation that goes into how did you come up with your staffing ratios? How are you ensuring that the care is delivered with the amount of staff that you have in your facility? Um, so staffing from that angle uh, is getting a lot of attention. Uh, of course, the resident interview is a big piece of all surveys and it's nothing new. However, coming out of COVID um, and the year-long pandemic, 
and the amount of isolation uh, that were imposed upon residents for their safety. That resident interview, I think, will be also an item where surveyors will be looking for ongoing concerns that have not been addressed or dealt with. And then um, from that, they will also be looking at, outside of the interview, ongoing observation of that resident while they're in the facility. And then, of course, the interview with the responsible party uh, for those residents who are generally not interviewable. So between those three things, I think it's important to understand how and where each of your residents' uh, psychosocial well-being are. Uh, your client and customer satisfaction is something that uh, would want to get a jump start on coming out of COVID. If you've not already um, uh, you know, spoke to your responsible parties and your residents coming out with a action plan uh, uh, post-COVID is very, very important. And then, of course, another area is the, the ability with the vaccines and being able to, to get your vaccines in the new admission. Uh, there are some bumps in the road where that's concerned in the sense that many hospitals do not provide the vaccine, are discharging patients into the nursing homes, and then many states, um, that particular resident has to go either out to get the vaccine, but it's, it's, it's not necessarily as available. So they're still working out some of those kinks, and we're still up in the air in many situations on how those will be dealt with when the readily availability of the vaccine being administered from a provider is, is not being done because it's not allowed. So uh, that whole piece I think is, is an unknown. Um, so some of the items that we are dealing with currently out in the facility is certainly an uptick in immediate jeopardy citations and substandard citations. Uh, there is on any given day, um, immediate jeopardy and substandard being cited in a very aggressive format. Everything from, uh, from the common everyday um, examples where neglect, abuse, uh, inadequate staffing, all those general areas, but the, the amount uh, in which they seem to be occurring is on an uptick for sure in this in the new survey environment that we're seeing. Um, so the so any other uh, topic specific to preparedness with survey, I would also um, have you look at your facility walkthrough in your kitchens, dietary areas, in your resident space. Those spaces that have taken its toll through the um, the environment uh, that we had to endure during COVID, uh, disinfectants, um, you know, paint being uh, not where it would be because it was constantly being wiped down with chemicals, uh, areas that are now opened up that had been closed for quite a while, making sure they're good and clean, and all the dust uh, is off of the covers, so to speak, in those areas. And then just making sure that the processes are running a little more smoothly uh, now that we're back in congregate dining in many locations. Um, still trying to practice many times the six foot parameter uh, 
And that can be challenging when more and more residents are wanting to go back to the dining room to eat. Uh, but it also stresses a process when you have a high quantity of food delivery trays uh, for your meals, but you also have to staff dining rooms where there's now people uh, taking their, their meals. So, you know, some perfection and oversight, all hands on deck during those initial rollouts of programs again, is a, is a good word of caution. I think I would recommend anybody to, to observe and ensure that those are working uh, correctly. One of the items that uh, you would also want to take note of is your nurse aid, I'm sorry, your nurse's medication uh, pass. Uh, error rates with medications being administered uh, incorrectly is one um, area that uh, in reviewing some plans of correction that have been issued recently, we're seeing a lot of medication errors going getting cited. Um, not necessarily new uh, technique, but just rather that some there's some focus, especially where enthral tube uh, medications being administered one by one and proper flushing, and then follow through with that physician's order being accurate. And if the physician's order is not containing the necessary information to begin with, the nurse is set up for failure with that error rate automatically. Um, so you want to look at uh, the appendix PP for proper administration of enthral medications. Uh, the guidelines do, do say that you administer one medication at a time and flush and that your order should be written as such. Um, so that piece right there, I think, is worth looking at. And then also being able to know what medications are allowed to be crushed, which ones are not allowed to be crushed. And um, there's a list of those that, uh, again, the guidelines speak very uh, closely on how they're supposed to be administered incorrectly. And your pharmacist should be a very uh, key conduit into a corrective practice being uh, on the floor and observing that for you. So your pharmacy um, consultant, your pharmaceutical provider in the facility. And then the, the other item that uh, medications uh, is the availability of medications and the lack of delay, uh, which is what would keep you in compliance, of course. If you're seeing medications taking longer than a day to turn around to get available for use, you've got issues you would want to look at um, before your surveyors come in and find it for you. So those are some of the hot topic buttons that we're seeing. Um, abuse continues to abuse, neglect, citations are still uh, as is um, certainly during COVID found, but also prior to COVID, uh, more um, cited more often than anyone would like. Uh, so you want to make sure that those um, abuse education, neglect education in services are part of your first rollout plans and getting back into your normal in-service cycle. Um, transitioning any of your hospitality aides who were under the waiver of not being a certified aid, if they're going to stay employed, getting them enrolled into your CNA class so you can um, keep them on the schedule working, I think, is another piece that I would be looking at very closely. Uh, again, staffing, getting a lot of attention nationally, um, need, to, need to really be on top of that.
Okay, so what else would uh, you, if you were an administrator, what are some of the uh, items that you would want to know or to have questions about? Yeah, what kind of, um, so obviously SNFs need documentation when the surveyors come in, but is there going to be any documentation that SNFs need to provide to the surveyor regarding COVID cases, vaccinations, um, anything to do with COVID really? Well, with the COVID, um, keep in mind that COVID uh, itself, from a regulatory standpoint, in Appendix PP is not is not um, listed specifically. However, the infection prevention preventionist role, uh, your infection control policies and practices within the facility, immunization, of course, being a huge part of that as well. Uh, from a resident perspective, they will be looking at the resident medical record. They'll be looking as part of that resident interview about the choices related to being immunized with your COVID uh, concerns that a resident would have or legal representative would have related to COVID in the facility. Um, infection control observations related to uh, not only COVID, but any other type of communicable disease. Uh, washing hands properly, disinfecting, um, properly gowning and gloving when you do have a quarantine situation, um, making sure that the doors are closed on those folks that are being quarantined or isolated in the rooms. Uh, you know, so the basic observations that you would find in any infectious related type of scenario is what you have to be aware of to look at anyway, even with or without COVID in your building. Um, another aspect of COVID that we, you know, for the most part have not heard of uh, along for the last few months anyway, it's not been a topic of discussion uh, because the PPE or the personal protective equipment is available for most facilities uh, and not like it had been in the short supply early into COVID. So you'll see that surveyors will probably be looking to ensure that the supplies are available. And if not, that you have an action plan for the ones that you are short on or that you are having to wait on back order for. Uh, of course, the cost of PPE is skyrocketed. I couldn't even begin to tell you triple and quadruple the cost of of PPE per facilities um, that are they're having to enhance their budgets for uh, because of COVID and anything else, um, you know, that money has to come from somewhere and there's been some federal uh, subsidization of that, uh, but it does um, uh, pique the interest when you see uh, facilities dealing with COVID that they would be able to show that they have the proper PPE to do so. So that's one area. Another area is the alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Um, you will see that those machines have been getting a lot of uh, use every day. You want to make sure that they're full, they're not empty, that they're functioning properly, and uh, that they're being um, maintained uh, in, a, in a good, sterile way. 
uh, wipe down as well. Uh, they have a tendency to leak sometimes when you go to use them, and not all of them have the little cup under them that's going to catch any fallout of the the um, uh, sanitizer itself. So you want to make sure you're not leaking and having a you know spills on the floor, which would be an accident hazard type of scenario. So there's a there's things that surround um, the supplies and the usefulness of the supplies and the availability of supplies that a, any surveyor would um, dovetail off of coming out of COVID in a normal annual uh, survey. Okay, great. And do you have any other tips for SNFs on how to be prepared and not just be prepared, but make sure that they don't get um, negative outcomes from their upcoming surveys? You have to walk your floors and you have to talk to your staff and you have to talk with your residents and the families when they're in your buildings. Um, you have to be out of your office and get a good reading on the pulse of what your facility and how it's beating. If you're not doing that, you're never going to know how your facility outcome would be during a survey. That's the first rule of thumb uh, that your administrative staff, your interdisciplinary team need to be out of the offices and on the floor uh, talking. I'm not saying all the time, but I am saying at least once, twice a day, um, follow up and being eye to eye with each of your residents. It takes time, but it's, it's an absolute must do. Uh, the other item is doing, and, and I do have to say that when you look at resident records and, and the documentation and you're part of a facility, you have a tendency to, to look through a, a field of prism where it's filtered and not necessarily will find a mistake or improper charting is quite as evident. So oftentimes um, like to have a, a third party looking at um, your records and your facility, uh, doing a quick walkthrough uh, of the key areas and being able to have a fresh set of eyes on something is, is a priceless exercise for a facility and company to do. Uh, no matter how great your people are, and I do believe we have some wonderful, wonderful, kind-hearted, well-focused, quality staff in all of our buildings, um, and they need that external set of eyes to be able to say, um, here's how you're doing this, but have you ever thought of this? Or here's something that would really enhance. Um, or to be able to look at something and say, you've been doing A through why, uh, but you forgot, you know, uh, X and Z. Uh, being able to, to cross your T's and dot your I's um, and making sure that it passed muster of anybody is a key way to really flesh out areas that you might otherwise miss. Um, another way of doing that is simply, um, you know, using the most common things that we have at our our fingertips and that is your sense of concern if it's there there's an innate ability to walk through a building 
once you're working there or have been there for a while and you know when it feels right and then you also know when it doesn't and you have to ask yourself what what's changed what is it that that has changed and sometimes um it can be an easy an easy solution other times you have to really think and and pull a team together to develop a proper plan to correct because you you have to have other people in part of that plan of correction or identifying a solution to get to the root cause of an issue. And the why, 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 why question to the root cause process. And if you're not using a root cause process, I think it's important that you do. So if someone were to come to you and say, I'm really not happy with the food, and you apply the why, 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 and get down to the real reason or the root cause for that initial statement, it's amazing how much more productive your solution can be because you're covering all of the areas that cause that first um, perception statement. And we all hear that old cliche, perception is reality. Uh, and from looking at it, understanding it, and, and broadening your your uh, thoughts um, by including other people in solving issues, I think is a huge piece to getting a survey, a sparkling, shiny survey, um, because you're looking at it from a team approach instead of just an individual, I think is, is one of the, the biggest ways uh, administrators and directors of nursing are successful because they know they can't do it by themselves. It takes a team. Great. Well, thank you so much, Rita, for joining us. And You're very welcome. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Please be sure to check out postheatadvisor.blr.com for all upcoming podcasts. Catch you next time.